Welcome to the Better Buildings Podcast, Canada's conversation about opportunities for improvement in the built environment. I'm Peter Saunders, editor of Canadian Consulting Engineer, and today I'm here with Maxime Duzik of Huntsman Building Solutions to discuss radon mitigation. Maxime, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Peter. So what can you tell me about the threat that is currently posed by radon in Canadian buildings? Yeah, well, actually, radon is a radioactive gas uh, that is released by the breakdown of uranium uh, into the soil. It's odorless, tasteless, and colorless, and can enter homes uh, and enclosed spaces, mostly basements, uh, through cracks, and unsealed areas. Um, it's mostly, it, it mostly travels through air, and it's the number one cause of lung cancer in non-smokers, uh, killing around uh, 3,200 Canadians per year uh, with lung cancer. Um, it's present everywhere in different concentrations. Um, some areas are defined as pro prone radon areas, um, but every house is as a potential for high radon levels. Um, radon is uh, an heavy gas uh, and usually it stays in basements. Unfortunately, the only way to test for radon um, is once the construction of the building is finished. Now, our readers are mostly consulting engineers working on larger projects. Have you also encountered issues with radon uh, outside of uh, you know, single family dwellings and, and houses, as you put it? Are you seeing it in commercial buildings, institutional, industrial? Yeah, absolutely. In many buildings, uh, we've been involved uh, with many radon mitigation projects, uh, both for retrofits and new construction like houses, schools, uh, hospitals, commercial buildings. Uh, for instance, um, a building envelope consultant uh, requested our expertise for a po post office um, where very high radon levels uh, had been detected. The crawl space was not insulated and not sealed uh, as the soil was visible via, through, uh, via a trap through the floor. We have also been in contact with many homeowners looking for a solution for their high uh, radon levels. With many associations, um, including Health Canada and building code requirements, radon is becoming a subject better understood um, and homeowners are now aware of the prevention need uh, for radon in new construction as well as uh, commercial construction. How are they getting it detected? Uh, it's, it's just by testing. Um, there are many ways to test for radon. There are short-term testing and long-term testing. Um, usually long-term testing will be uh, more precise and give um, a more accurate result. Usually it's around uh, a three-month test for, for a good average. So you mentioned examples like hospitals and schools. Is it kind of part of their planning process now to, once a new hospital or school is built, to sort of automatically go in and detect for radon? Or is it more something that people come up with through an initiative of their own? Um, there are requirements in the building code for, for radon prevention. Unfortunately, it's not um, every province is that, that, um, that where these requirements are mandatory. So it's mostly a choice for the, the, the building owner to test for radon. Um, it's really cheap actually to test for radon. It's around 30 to 40 bucks for, for a test. Um, so yeah, it's pretty much um, just an initiative by the building owner. Now, you mentioned that awareness is rising, which of course would lead to um, more testing. Another concern I've had in terms of an increased threat 
of radon has been about um, other you know, codes and requirements to make buildings more energy efficient that by sealing up most of the building envelope, uh, we're creating more of a threat of radon at that basement level. Uh, what can you tell me about that? Are you seeing that? Yeah, um, that's true. But the threat was already present because uh, in unsealed building, radon gets, uh, gets in at a much faster rate um, during winter, especially uh, when there is less ventilation, uh, radon can accumulate in dangerous levels. Um, but if, if you have a well-sealed building envelope, uh, radon should not get past uh, the building envelope and enter through the building. Uh, it's true that if it, if it does, since the building envelope is very well sealed, uh, well, radon then cannot get out. Uh, that is the reason why building code recommends or request in some provinces uh, the installation of the ventilation pipe below the basement slab or the slab on grade. Um, this is the only uh, this is only a preventive measure. Uh, but if ever radon get gets past the building envelope, it's another way to extract it before it gets in the building. So, in which cases is that um, ventilation required? Um, it's, it's required uh, pretty much in every provinces except for some, uh, but it's just um, a, a pipe that goes through the basement slab um, and usually there's no uh, ven mechanical ventilation um, um, attached to it. It's just passive ventilation, but if you get high radon levels uh, in your basement or your home, um, then you can install uh, some mechanical ventilation to increase the pressure and extract the radon, uh, usually through the roof. So is this what we uh, hear about when we hear the term subsoil depressurization? That's correct. Yeah, exactly. And so when does it make sense to implement that versus another option? Well, always. Um, it always makes sense. We don't have to have a mechanical fan uh, installed, but at least having the pipe installed through the basement slab or, or the slab on grade. Uh, this is really cheap and easy to install before the before pouring the, the slab. Uh, it can save a lot of work and cost compared uh, to installing it after the slab has been poured. Um, as, we cannot, as we cannot know if radon is present uh, on the site we are building, this pre pre preventive measure is an obvious choice and is also mandatory in most Canadian provinces. You mentioned earlier also retrofits. So from the sound of it, this would not be as easy to do in a retrofit. Is that the kind of case where one would go to a different method of mitigation instead? That's correct. It, it can be installed uh, for retrofit construction. Uh, it's just that um, usually below the, sl the slab, there's no like three-quarter uh, stones or permeable layer to, to allow uh, the gas to travel through, uh, to the pipe, actually. So um, it's really harder to get the pipe uh, function well uh, for retrofit construction, uh, but there's ways to seal um, above the slab uh, instead of using mechanical ventilation and the stack pipe. Usually, it's just by sealing that you will get um, retrofit for, for radon mitigation. And what about the option of using uh, spray polyurethane foam, uh, SPF? Yeah, uh, spray, uh, spray foam is one of the most effective uh, way to stop radon from entering buildings. Uh, the Product Act 
as the insulation with one of the highest R value per inch, but also act as the air and vapor barrier. The fact that it expands through holes and cracks and self seals uh, the most common construction materials makes the application very easy and ensure a perfectly sealed basement. It does not need any sealant or tape, so it reduces the risk for errors and badly installed product. It is also very resistant to construction traffic compared to easily punctured products uh, that are commonly installed for this purpose. So um, spray foam is also one of the few products to be tested for radon diffusion because radon mostly travels through air but can also diffuse through materials. So you were talking about then uh, materials that can be used. In those cases, they would be uh, also applicable to a retrofit, not just to a new construction? Uh, it can be used for new construction or also retrofit application. But as I mentioned, usually uh, the seal will be on top of the existing slab. So for retrofits, uh, you have the option of either removing the existing slab, spraying spray foam or sealing with other types of product and then pouring back uh, the concrete slab. Or if you have enough height in your basement, you can uh, just seal on top of the, the concrete slab with spray foam or other types of membranes, and then uh, pour another slab on top of uh, this system. Now, is that more likely to still be the case in somebody's home rather than in a larger building? I mean, I'm thinking about things like aging schools, aging hospitals. There may have been, you know, uh, opportunity in the past to have overlooked the importance of radon mitigation. You're going into uh, buildings like that? Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, uh, it's present everywhere. So if you have an unsealed um, either basement or crawl space, um, you have high risk of radon uh, concentration in the building. So it's not only for uh, residential homes, it's also for uh, any type of building, commercial buildings, um, hospitals, schools. So um, especially buildings where we spend uh, um, a high amount of time, um, these buildings should always be tested because uh, the risk is there. And what about membrane systems? Are you seeing those being installed in some uh, buildings from the start? Yeah, absolutely. Membranes uh, work as well. Uh, there are some heavy-duty membranes specifically designed for these types of application. The thing with membrane is that First, they involve tapes, they involve sealants, and all of these are not always uh, well installed or don't have good adhesion with substrate like concrete, for instance. Um, they are also easy to puncture uh, with people walk, walking on the membrane, walking over the wire mesh and pouring the concrete. It is almost impossible uh, to have uh, everything perfectly sealed. Unfortunately, the building code requires only a six mil poly, which is very easy to puncture. Um, if the installation is completed very carefully, membrane, membranes can, can still provide a good sealing properties. Uh, the less air intrusion and the closer we get to a perfect seal is how we can reduce the, the interior radon concentration. Do you see the opportunity for the building code to be updated in that respect? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we expect that. And that's, uh, that's why organizations like uh, CARST um, take action on radon or things like that are um, putting pressure on the building code. So they increase their requirements. Now, you mentioned earlier also uh, the wintertime. Uh, radon is uh, more of a threat at that time than other times of year. Is that what you're saying? Can you explain? Yeah, it is because uh, during summer, 
uh, we often have all the windows open, the doors open. Uh, during winter time, everything is sealed and, and we have less air exchanges, especially in old buildings where you don't, you don't have a, like HVAC systems or things like that. Um, and that is when we should test for radon as well, because this is when the concentrations are the highest. So um, it gives a better um, average of the radon concentration per year. Yeah, I think that's what I had heard about the issue of energy efficient buildings was often the reduction of number of air exchanges per hour, uh, so that that would become, you know, a bit of a new equation to have to work out in terms of uh, uh, how the air is circulating within the lower levels. Uh, where do you see the greatest need for increased awareness of the dangers of radon? Where would you say it's, you know, not quite there yet? Um, yeah, I will twist your question a bit here, uh, because there are areas that are more prone to radon, but, ge but geographically, um, the awareness should always apply. Uh, where I think that the awareness is the most important and should be increased is with home buyers, homeowners, home builders, and architects as well. Uh, this way, when we are building new buildings, uh, retrofitting them or designing them, uh, we would take this opportunity to implement radon prevention measures uh, that would reduce the exposure dramatically. Uh, also, testing of existing buildings, uh, as I mentioned previously, should be considered. It is really not expensive, and these tests can be sent to you via mail. Uh, you just leave them in your building for around three months and send it back to where you purchased it, and then they provide you with the results. So it can be reassuring uh, to complete these tests. If you spend a lot of time in your basement or have a bedroom in the basement, uh, you should definitely test for radon. If it's coming up with home buyers, uh, is there also then the opportunity for it to become part of the home inspection process? Or are they not able to do that because they would require something like three months to gather enough data? Uh, it depends. You can have a short-term testing and uh, uh, realtors already use that. Um, the, the home buyers are, are more aware of this threat now. Uh, so some of them will requ request a radon test. It can be a 24-hour test. It can be a three-day test. Um, so all of these are available. They will not give you um, a very accurate result, but, it, but they will let you know if, if there is an issue or not. Okay. Uh, what's the difference between kind of, you know, the need for accuracy and the need for sort of a, you know, yes, no uh, answer? Is there a problem or not? Well, um, a short-term test will give you a result for only, as I mentioned, a day or three days. So it's not really representative of the full year concentration, especially if we do the test during summertime. Uh, while the test is being completed, we should seal the windows and close all the windows and everything. Um, but it still gives you an average. If like the, the limit uh, for Health Canada is at 200 becquerels, which is the, the unit to measure radon, um, so if you have a result of 600, let's say, then you know that there's an issue. If you have a result of 30, uh, well, you can assume that, um, that there's not really an issue. But after you buy uh, the building, you should always test with a long-term um, test to get the, the, the real picture. So it sounds like the mitigation measures basically take two approaches. One is to completely seal radon out. Another is to kind of give it a path, right, to kind of ventilate it out. Um, do you see an advantage to either one of those? Uh, I see an advantage in both of those. Um, that's, that's the best way to go. I mean, having the first layer sealing the 
um, the entry for radon um, is the best approach. But if ever radon gets past uh, this ceiling, uh, then you can use the mechanical ventilation or the stack uh, pipe, whether it's passive or active ventilation. Um, it's just a way to ensure that uh, you, you have many ways to prevent radon from getting in. So um, these two applications combined are the best. What role do you see our uh, listeners, consulting engineers across Canada, playing in improving the current situation and the awareness of uh, radon and the mitigation thereof? Yeah, architects and engineers can implement radon control measure in their design and also in their discussions with clients. A client always appreciates when their engineer goes the extra mile for their safety, uh, especially that the measure to prevent radon infiltration are usually inexpensive. It's just something that uh, we need to think about. Just like uh, we would never design a building without an air barrier product to prevent air infiltration, or we would never design without a vapor barrier to pre prevent moisture from reaching the dew point in our wall assembly. So radon protection should be included in their design checklist uh, because it may not deteriorate the building, but it does for the health of its occupants. What is sort of next on the horizon for radon mitigation in Canada? You did mention the need to uh, update the building code. Exactly. Well, first, the Canadian government is doing a great job uh, regarding radon awareness with things like uh, the reduction guide for Canadians, uh, the lung association also. Um, there's much information about it on their website. The Karst Association also. Uh, helps creating awareness and help Canadians to find radon specialists in their areas. Um, we attend their conference every year, which is very informative. Uh, we are hearing much more about it today than we were just 10 years ago. Um, I think the building code will have more stringent requirements in its upcoming versions. Um, I believe the next step is for every new construction to be radon free. Uh, so if we manufacturers, engineers, architects, builders, and homeowners keep radon in mind, uh, then we'll be all able to keep it out of our lungs. That's great, Maxime. Thank you so much for speaking with us today. Absolutely. Thanks, Peter. Thanks.